0: going greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips
1: good morning and welcome to another edition of going greyhounds for tuesday august 29 my name is kat ernst and joining me to talk all things greyhound racing for the next half an hour is jared daffy and good morning to you daff it's been another big week in greyhound racing of course the townsville cup last friday straight into the nationals on saturday night and what a night that was at the meadows
2: Yeah, it has been a big week, Cap, but as we said last week, it seems to be a big week every week, and we just get a little bit of time to take our breath, and of course, the Million Dollar Chase gets underway tomorrow at Taree, so plenty going on.
1: Absolutely, and let's just touch on the Nationals night before we get into our first guest, who is Jack Smith, and uh, the National Sprint, geez, that was a story, wasn't it? Sage Tenille, going into the series, or starting her career, she'd won three of 22 He had her listed as a giveaway before she even started a career because they couldn't get her chasing. Uh, Named after his daughter and his late sister. First group one winner for Cody. The feel-good elements are endless for that one, aren't they, Daph?
2: Yeah, it was a fabulous story. It's it's been everywhere for the last two or three weeks. The fact that um, she even made her way into the final field was a story in itself, and and, you know, we've seen a lot of Cody of recent times and just looked like well, a fabulous guy, but a fabulous trainer. And sort of ironic that um, that the Thompsons in Victoria uh, housed uh, he and the dog for the campaign. And, of course, they had Postman Pat in the final. But you could just tell in the run it was going to be the one to beat. And, yeah, an amazing turnaround from being on the list to go to Gap uh, to winning a Group 1. Incredible story.
1: Yeah, it's just one of, one for the ages, and I think it's going to be a long time before we have a, another race that has quite so many good elements come out of it than that one, and uh, the national distance, Palawa King, we're going to join uh, Jack Smith shortly, but just touching on the win firstly, Daff, it was some performance, he got balked for a run a few times during the race, but he just picked himself off the canvas, it was impressive. Well,
2: I had half a dozen things to that- uh, talk about in regards to that race on Saturday night, but Dave Stanley, I think he's auditioning for the show. Caddies, he went through the whole race, and well, and you there, Daff? Oh, you are still there,
3: mate? I was uh, look, I've 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 done the greyhounds. Uh, I, I've, I've got to say, the coverage was sensational on Saturday night. It Kat was. Ernst can take that baton and run with it, mate. There, um, she's uh, she's in charge now of the greyhounds, but. Mate, I, I know you got this Jack Smith coming on. I got to see Palo King Gave me a bit of a pep talk there in Parks last week when I saw him. It worked. The, and the Feral. Well, mate, uh, he made the right
2: decisions, unlike me. <laughs> Actually, you're, uh, I, I wasn't going to mention the coverage, but you're quite right, uh, Cat Ernst and... Jason Adams it was a really good coverage Uh, and what was fascinating was before that distance race they had a little bit more time and they had the opportunity to talk to every trainer you know some of those that we don't see or hear from uh, we haven't before but he was an enormous run Palawa King I've watched it I don't know half a dozen times and you know I I don't think people get a real appreciation of what happens when a dog gets stopped in its tracks they're doing 60-70 kilometres an hour and he basically got stopped in the back straight, and to pick himself up and, and reel them in and win, running away and still ran pretty good time. He's a super chaser. Uh, Zohar Bale didn't have a terrible lot of luck, but uh, you, you look at the two runs, and Palawar King, I think, was probably a much, much bigger run. And he's still only a young dog, Dave. So it's all ahead of him, and no doubt we'll go through some of these uh, topics with Jack when we get him on the line.
1: And that Tasmanian dog, Fast Minardi Duff, I thought his run was phenomenal to go into the race. I guess there was a question mark on whether he'd even run out a strong 700 and he's only gone mm. down around two lengths. I thought his future is, is really bright after that. You'd have to consider sticking around on the mainland and giving him a crack over here.
2: It's a bit of a dilemma for Paul hillian and, of course, that's a famous name in greyhound racing down through the years. Uh, I guess the big issue with Fast Bernardi Cat is that there are very, very few distance races in Tasmania and a dog that's got so much pace like him You'd think he'd be well. He's going to more than pay his way if uh, if he can campaign on the mainland. I guess that's up to the to the owners. But he was a terrific run. I thought he pinched it on the home turn, but just that last fifty or sixty metres uh, was the telling difference. So uh, he's not really seasoned enough uh, to be getting the seven thirty at this point in time. But he's got a good future if they uh, if the Hilly Stable Camp uh, decide to leave him in Victoria.
1: As Duff mentioned, it was an exciting race. Let's relive it. And they're racing,
3: and Zohar Bale was last to le- one of the last to leave the boxes, out quickly, was Ballistic Ant, is going to fire over and lead from Fast Manati, and they've got four links on zipping Vanessa early, zipping Neutrons there, on the rail was Palawa King, then came Days of Thunder, followed back. Then to Wapawa Louise, and last of all was Zohar Bale with it all to do, they run to the back, the leader was Ballistic Ant, up behind them, Palawa King clipped heels, Fast Manati moving into it, now into the clear day of thunder running on Zohar Bale zooms up large, but Fast manardi has got a break on the swing. After it was Paloa King, the leader was Fast Minardi. Paloa King over the top,
1: Paloa King wins the final. Second Fast Minardi, third Days of Thunder. I fancy from Zohar Bale, he
3: got too
1: far. Yeah, he's an exciting, exciting animal, Paloa King, and he did it again in another group one. And Jack Smith joins us now. Jack must be finally starting to sink in. Just what an animal you've got there. He's an absolute machine.
4: He certainly is. Good morning, cat uh, and Daph.
1: Um, Just talk us through that run. I know we spoke after the race on Saturday night, Jack, but what was going through your mind down the back straight when he took a couple of wrong options?
4: Oh, yeah, I thought he'd thrown it away, mate. He was just travelling so well. Or why he wanted to go up the fence when there wasn't room, I don't know. But he could have fucked out, but he decided to take the inside run and just come to a dead end he was uh, doing yeah, that. I thought, oh, oh, get going again but he did
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he was doing that early in his career jack where he just kept persevering for the fence but of recent times he's gone around but I must admit when i watched it uh, watched it live and he got all as i said to dave stanley he basically got stopped in his tracks i thought well he can't win tonight you've just got to make up too much ground in in too short of an uh, period of time but he's a ferocious chaser he certainly is yeah. he was doing it
4: early and he's and uh, He found trouble at Winnie Two, but I, I just think uh, he needs to race week in and week out. When you're a backer, they just lose, lose their timing, mm. and uh, he just he only missed the week before, which I tried to find a race and couldn't. But um, that's the only thing I can put it down to. They just they just weren't going quick enough there on the back. Of, you know, could have carved them along a bit. Well,
3: would have been better. But anyway, it turned out, late. we can't complain. Hey, Jack, it's Dave Stanley here, mate. Uh, first off, good to see you last week. I am uh, I just want to Thanks. chime in. Mate, am I on the payroll yet out there at the yeah. uh, Arinka Kennels? Because fair dinkum, mate. Uh, after that, uh, as I said to before our listeners, now Jack's getting prepared for the Nationals. He was driving from Forbes to Dubbo. Uh, and for those that know what Jack's like, especially his wife, beautiful wife Marie, he likes to have plans in place and likes to get to places early and whatnot well he called in to see me there at the uh, the pub in parks when we were doing our kossco tour he brought Feral frankie into the pub he also brought pelowar King in to say good day and there were some punners there first of all, I've got to thank you for that mate because those punters couldn't believe their eyes and we've got a few texts on the weekend saying wow did that was that this was that the dog that won the nationals so thank you very much for that mate because you're spreading the word of greyhound racing but Surely, mate. Every time I see you, these dogs come out and win big races. So, um, where are you, if you're near Corowa or Albury in the next couple of days, come and say good day, mate, and bring bring the team. Um,
4: firstly, I think you're travelling all right. <laughs> um, used you to you think? To all used right. to come out to Forbes. You used to come out to and Dubbo, and now all I see is with these top hats on, overseas <laughs> on. Or isn't some big deal at Ramwick, you know, done up like the noise. What happened about the dust Bowl at Forbes?
3: Like? Well, that's no, we'll get out there, don't we? I just want to give... I'll let you guys uh, go because, obviously, this is Cat and Jared's uh, show, but I want to give a big shout-out well, to... Well, I thought
5: so. I thought
3: yeah, I know. Ones, I you? want to give a big shout-out to Marie because you get to come on the radio and do all the media...
2: I think Marie's the brains. And
3: Marie, mate, Marie Marie is running the show, let me tell you. I saw Marie in action. Let me tell you. I saw her in action on uh, Wednesday night in Parks. Marie is running the show, let me tell you. And you're a uh, very lucky man, Jack. And also, great to see your daughter down there in, 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 for these big races. You're a big family affair, mate. I love it. So, congratulations, mate. And I'll hand it back to, to Kat and, and Jared.
2: Uh Jack, just Thanks, before... Mate. Well, hopefully he's gone now. But you, you yeah. and I have been around a long, long time, and we've always seen these big kennels. Or you get a good dog, and all of a sudden there's a hanger-oner that just latches himself <laughs> hey. to either the dog or the kennel. Do you know anybody that's that's sort of a hanger-oner in your camp now?
4: Yeah, and he works for the
2: tab. <laughs> hey, I work for the tab. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, good. No, I'll tell you what. He's doing
4: all right, mate. He's
2: stepped up. I, I didn't think he talked to
4: me at past. Yeah. To be fair, that.
2: Those, uh, those photos that Dave Stanley took of Feral Frankie last week, there was a lot of commentary on social media about that and he's quite right. It's terrific that you've, uh, you bring the dogs around because what it does is, and I did see two people in particular comment about it, they didn't realise um, how family friendly these dogs are and basically they're a, they're a big pet but there was good vision.
4: Oh, feral's a shocker. He just wants to cuddle everybody. And a lot of the people that have got the feral say the same thing. They just want to be all over you. And um, yeah, well, they are. They are generally, but feral's a shocker. He just wants to cuddle, mate.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sitting on the lounge. I'm broadcasting from home today and I've got a litter of 10 little feral Frankies that were born last Thursday, Jack. So Very excited to see what comes from them. So, and they're absolutely gorgeous pups. They're little firecrackers already. So, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully you get a, a Palawa King amongst them. That'd be nice. But just back to your boy, what's next for him? Obviously, we've got the Sydney Cup coming up at Wentworth Park, but there's a little bit of a void now with the distance races. And I know in the past you've said you're not overly keen to keep him over the 700 week in, week out.
4: No, that's right. We, um... We're just a little undecided at the moment. We're going to... Have, look, he, he loves the 5.20 at Winnie. And we've got the Sydney Cup. So we've got the million-dollar race. So we're just going to have a look. We haven't made a decision. I mean, it, it seems a no-brainer to go to the Sydney Cup. But one's worth a hundred thousand, one worth a million. So I ju- <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, with the regional heats, um, some, they're not going to be Wentworth Park grounds. He, he makes get into a semi, into a heat where it's not all that strong. You know, he always runs 29.6. He's run 29.50-something last time. It's not beyond him to make his way to the final and, and we can just, you know, look after him for a while. I mean, the whole idea is to have another year next year like we've had this year and he becomes a million-dollar dog. So he's, we just want to look after him as long as he can and do what he does and, uh, and, you know... We don't want to die wondering either, so me and Buff. Uh, and you know sprint sprints. Some of them that don't lead. Well, he's a run on dog. Some of them don't lead. You know they're out of it. So even if he could run a place, we'd be over the moon. So we might even go that way. We're just on four at the moment. We're, I know where he'd going be going.
2: Up. I know where he'd be going if it was mine. He'd be going back to Wentworth Park in those sprints.
4: Yeah, well, like I said, he's going to have one there and uh, he's pulled up enormous. I mean, all the checks that he's had Saturday night, night, in hindsight, it's helped. He's just pulled up jumping out of his skin because he he never really got fully wound up until the last little bit. If he have got through down the back, it would have been a gut buster. But he never. He got held up and then he held up again and he's he's come home enormous. Let's go again. I said, I'll have a week or two off now. So... uh, Anyhow, we'll, Errol and I have a bit of a look. Errol won't, doesn't interfere too much, so it'll be up to him. We'll just we'll let him have a five under that and have a look at him.
1: Well, Jack, he's an absolute star, and so are you. Congratulations again, and thanks so much for joining us this morning.
4: Yeah, sorry about Dave. He just yeah. Anyhow, good luck.
1: <laughs> you you can't help these things. That was Jack Smith <laughs> no, joining no, us no. this morning on Going Greyhounds. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side with Tony Forbes.
3: Sydney's greatest racing carnival is here. Be trackside for thrilling racing, live music, and the world's richest race on turf, the Tab Everest. Revel in Sydney's glorious spring for fun, food, and fashion. Sydney Everest Carnival, September 16 to November 11. Book now at theracers.com.au.
0: Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with?
6: Spring is here and the racing is heating up at City Tattersall's Club Cup Day featuring thrilling group racing a vibrant trackside atmosphere and award winning hospitality City Tattersall's Club Cup Day this Saturday at Royal Randwick book now at theraces.com.au
0: Join in the fun and excitement of the Spring Racing Carnival and you could win your way to the Melbourne Cup with Ambassador Travel. With an all-inclusive trip of a lifetime for you and a friend with return economy airfares from any capital city. You'll spend five nights at the Marriott Melbourne and attend the pre-Cup Gala Dinner at the Crown Casino. Plus, be trackside for this year's Derby Day and the Melbourne Cup. Entry is free. For more information about this not-to-be-missed experience, visit ambassadortravel.com.au.
6: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
0: Racing. Weffley Shield began fairly well with Wiradjuri
6: Queen. Evie Nismo and Royal Rush are pushing up. Five in line as Rote the Script drives through as well and back to the tail now. Evie Nismo and chopping in. Into the back straight they run and dashing to the leaders. Weffley Shield It went around the field and got five in front of Rote the Script into second. A similar margin back Evie Nismo, Wiradjuri Queen chopping in and Royal Rush but Weffley Shield going strongly on the home bend. Well clear over Wrote the Script and then chopping in but it's Weffley Shield. Weffley Shield Shield over chopping in wrote the script. Royal Rush, Evie Nismo, Waradri Queen.
1: That was Weffley Shield winning at the Gardens, two starts back, and that Greyhound now goes around at Tari tomorrow afternoon in a heat of the million dollar chase, which kicks off tomorrow. First venue to get underway for the million dollar chase for twenty twenty three. And Tony joins us now to have a chat about his dog's chances in that race. Good morning to you, Tone.
5: How is it going?
1: Very well, thank you. Talk us through your boy, because he is an absolute little ripper. He's 119 from 43. You must be absolutely thrilled with how he's going on the track at the moment.
5: Yeah, yeah, I am thrilled. Uh, he's not quite little. He's 38 kilos, but uh, uh, he's going really good. Still a very young dog. Um, he's not through till Christmas time, so um, I think I'll have a bit more fun with him yet. No, he's going really good. He's just an out-and-out chaser.
2: Yeah, he's a big fellow, all right, uh, Tony. The name, Weffley Shield, where did that come from? What's the origins of that?
5: Um, well, my mic, my nickname from a young bloke is Weffer, and my wife's name is Lee. Okay. Uh, the property we live on, we sort of call it Weffley. So all the dogs since I've been out here that I own myself, they're Weffley something or other, so... And the shield comes from the Star of David. Um, We were sitting round the fire when the COVID was on, having a drink. Uh, And my wife said, what's that star there? And I said, that's a star. No, it's not. No, it's not. I said, it's the Star of David. So my daughter was there and she googled it. And sure enough, it's the Star of David. And she looked at it a bit further. And the Jews, they call it Star of David, they call it the shield. So she said, okay. well, that's what we'll call the dog, Weffley Shield, Dad. What do you reckon? I said, yeah, no worries. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, he's, be-
1: he's been a remarkable dog for you. Talk us through how he came to come into your care because he's out of Sharon Gray's litter, this Seneca Tweety litter, and, geez, the all pups that she's got in this litter
5: seem to be able to run. Yeah, I've known Sharon for quite a while and I've got a, a fair bit of respect for her as a trainer in her own right. Um, she wins a lot of races. And um, I raced Tweety a couple of times with a couple of different dogs. Uh, they had racing up around Warhope and Parry and whatnot. And I, even though she was a little bit of a nonny sometimes, when she decided to go, gee, she could run and very strong. Uh, when Sharon was talking one day and she said about him, I said, do you want to sell one? She said, oh, I don't know, I might. So uh, one thing led to another and um, we end up, I said to the kids, because we had another bitch called Wetherley Dance, it was just about finished, I won 14 races with her, complete different breed, but um, uh, so the kids said, yeah, well, we'll go in with your dad. So we went up and uh, got one off Sharon and I've bought one out of the next litter and um, uh, Aussie Infrared by Tweedy, and she's got the bitch in pup, I believe, to um, Tommy Shelby, and I'm going to buy one of those too.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, it's a, it sounds like a terrific line. Now, on tomorrow's race, uh, that's race 10 at 222, by the way, you've got the pink box, only a field of seven. But looking down the field, Tony, it looks like there's not a lot of speed there, and he, he has speed, and he can handle those outside draws.
5: Yeah, I think he, for some reason, I'm not quite sure, um, he sort of gets away a little bit better outside. He's, he's not a really, really good box dog, but after about five or ten metres, geez, he can muster speed. Mm. And uh, when the dogs are, when he's in the outside and they're going to the rails, it sort of leave him alone. Uh, that's the problem he's had at Wentworth Park. He, he's sort of in the middle of the field all the time, getting bumped and shoved, and he, he can't get the to top speed to get through that turn earlier but he can jump, he, he jumped a lead all the way in the War Hope Cup and uh, he's he jumped in front in a couple of other races. It, I trial him at Maitland one day and he ran twenty two forty and he ran five thirty one and that's pretty smart early in any you know, that's that's free for all time. Um, so he can but uh, it's just Every now and then, he he doesn't do it.
1: (laughs) He's a quality dog, though, and it's going to be a good little clash there tomorrow. Um, Talk us through, from a trainer's perspective, this last question for me, but what's it like to be a part of a series like the Million Dollar Chase that comes to the regional venues? And, you know, if you happen to make it through to the the next round at Wentworth Park, I guess you're one win off racing for a million dollars. It's just... uh, it's the dare to dream sort of element of it, isn't it? It's just really exciting to be a part of.
5: Oh yeah, 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 you're right. Um, it, it is a dream. I, I'm I'm looking at the seven thousand dollars for the <laughs> the final up there. Actually, that's pretty pretty uh, appealing to me. Um, but if to get into a million dollar race, like you just, it's just would be incredible and. Um, you never ever think that it could happen really to be truthful with you, but you never know because dog racing it can all come undone very quickly. As we know, the best dogs in Australia don't always win.
2: You're quite right about that, Tony. As uh, We thank you for your time this morning. It's worth pointing out that, as I said, that's a field of seven tomorrow night. Ironically, um, you've got one of Cat's dogs in the red do- uh, box, Hurricane's Fury. He's the fade, but your dog... Wifferley Shield is the mover, the early market mover, 2 dollars into two ninety to two forty. Hopefully you can make your way through to the final next week. And who knows, as you say, dare to dream, we might be talking to you million-dollar chase night.
5: I hope you're right, mate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> On you, Tony. Thanks for your time this morning.
5: Yeah, thanks very much. All right.
2: Tony Forbes, uh, a greyhound man through and through. And, uh, yeah, what a thriller to be to... Uh, to get through that regional final. Obviously, you've got to get through the, the heats tomorrow, but the prices and, and looking at the field suggest he's going to be pretty hard to beat, Kat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's probably one of the best provincial sprinters in uh, New South Wales, and he's a very underrated dog, I think. You know, mm. the times that he can run, um, you know, Tony hasn't pushed him. He's just nursed him along, but... Yeah, the dog can really motor, so um, he's going to be one to watch heading through the series for sure.
2: So two oh seven is the first two tomorrow. You've got two, you've got two runners in there: Sandstorm, Sandstorm Rico, and Deferrin in boxes three and four. And the one uh, race ten is two twenty two. Weffley Shield out in box eight. Your runner, Hurricanes Fury, in box one. So good luck, uh, firstly to Tony, and secondly to you, Cat. Tomorrow we'll take a short break, and then we're going to catch up with Luke Thompson
3: on Sky Sports Radio: The Traffic Report.
2: More destinations, more fun.
3: Flight centres round the world experts have a knack for making tricky bookings stress-free. Call the flight centre round the world expert on one 550 416 Sydney at carrying Bar, truck and motorcycle crash, one southbound lane's closed on Tarrant Point Road at Kamala Road. Galston, Galston Road at the Gorge, police operation affecting both ways. Brisbane A Forest Lake, a breakdown westbound on the Logan motorway. It's on the left shoulder at the Stapleton Road on ramp. Do your budget a favour, do our farmers a favour and do our landfill a favour. Imperfect Navels at 99 cents a kilo a fantastic eating and fantastic value from Harris Farm. I'm Luke Chimay, that's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift.
6: The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The
2: Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only Ticket sales close 11.59pm 6 of September 2023 Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058 What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au
6: On Sky Sports Radio Let's get back to going greyhounds Set to run for the Nationals. Often racing
3: and unleash Kalinda. Only fair to go. Maybe yesterday. Spear the start. Straight across to grab the lead and race the length in front to Shell Not Unleash Kalinda. And then Oscar Moses, cash on delivery from bye bye Ray to Valhalla. And Oscar Moses at the end. So it's maybe yesterday. Grab by Unleash Kalinda. The king stormed to the front. And he won it. And he won it big time. Unleash Kalinda by one length, maybe yesterday. The Vicks dominate. Third octo Oscar Moses. And then Shell Not from
1: Valhalla. Yeah, that and was from... speed to burn there at Hillsville on Saturday for the straight track championship and uh, Unleashed Kalinda Duff he is the king of the straight isn't he
2: he's a he's a super dog and he's won some well, he holds both records at Hillsville, which is yeah, you know, phenomenal performance in itself. But I think that that was his best ever run the other day because he gave maybe yesterday a start. We know it can run. And even Chelnott and Oscar Moses were sort of there at various stages. But he was just too quick. He's a he's a good chaser up the straight.
1: Yeah, he's an unbelievable dog. And joining us to have a chat about him and a couple of the team's runners heading towards the megastar heats this Thursday is Luke Thompson. Good morning to you, Luke.
7: Yeah, morning, Tony, Jared.
1: Let's uh, first of all go through that performance from Saturday, because I guess there was a lot of expectation on him as the best straight track dog in Victoria, and now he's proven Australia, but uh, they still have to come out and do it, so it must have been a bit of a relief.
7: Yeah, it was a huge relief. Um, obviously, he's been, been for so long seemingly unbeatable at Heelsville, but um, uh, maybe yesterday he's, he's a super dog in his own right, and he knocked him off a couple of times, which is um, not unexpected but um, he was a little bit down on his best in those defeats but um, it was great to see him on Saturday. Um, those two dogs went head to head for pretty much the entire straight and good um, is coming out on top.
2: Look, I've just got a, a text from your mother, Shona, who's blowing up because we've rung you whilst um, your, your brekkie just arrived. Apparently you had a breakfast date with Shona and we've interrupted that. But, I mean, it's your time to shine, mate. You're the next generation. We want more of you, less of Shona.
7: Yeah, I, I think you're right with that, Jerry. But um, we, we've come out for breakfast and I, I said to mum, they'll, they'll probably tell me that they'll, they'll ring me and um, our <laughs> breakfast will come out. And I uh, just started getting into it and the phone started ringing. So, uh, but no. Uh, um always good to
1: talk to you. Now, let's also touch quickly on Postman, Pat, because he was obviously defeated in the National Sprint Championship on Saturday night. First of all, how's he pulled up and what did the team make of his performance there?
7: Yeah, he's pulled up, yeah. Um, okay, so the run, we got him checked yesterday and um, did find a little bit with him, but um, with the run itself, he he's one of those dogs who do like Unleashed Kalinda in the sense that they need to be left alone for that kind of first, you know, 50 to 80 metres, um, and unfortunately with the the speed coming coming across from the outside from um, Bears Bullard and Ozzy Rocks for the like, um, he just got turned sideways shortly after, and that kind of cost him his momentum from driving through and punching up for the lead. Um, he And then throughout the run, he just was hustled, just couldn't get clear going. But in saying that, he was only being three lengths um, with nothing really going his way. So we're still, um, still happy with his run
2: that's a good summary of, of what happened to him now Luke, I suppose one thing that looks pretty obvious to me I don't know whether that's the case or not, but he's sort of acclimatised to uh, to racing Victoria now and the way that you guys train him would it be fair to say he's just lost a little bit of that early zip which can be telling in a race like that but he's got a little bit stronger
7: yeah it, I think you're right Jared. Um he's one of those dogs, even in New Zealand he was He's very hit and miss early. He's had a couple of starts where you miss it by half a length or a length and you can't just do that in these big races. You you need to do everything right. And if you don't, um, the other dogs capitalise on those mistakes. So um, hopefully his time will come in the sun and he'll do everything right, picking out of the boxes like we know he can, and um, capture one of these big races.
1: Now the attention for the team now turns to Dapto on Thursday. Heats of the Group 1 Megastar. And uh, Team Thompson represented by two runners, first of all, Umberto. And we saw plenty of this fella up in Queensland over the carnival and started out brilliantly. But I know that the, the team was probably a little bit disappointed with how he sort of trained off towards the end of the carnival. But, gee, since coming back home, he's recaptured that form and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with heading into Thursday night, isn't
7: he? Yeah, hopefully so, Kat. Um, when we got him home from Brisbane, um, we did find, him, find a few issues wrong with him um after those runs but it was more so traveling up, traveling taking him up there and being in a new kennel it's just it was all all learning experience for him and um it will still wrap with what he's done obviously second probably narrowly beaten in the flying amy and um he certainly didn't disgrace himself up there but since he's come back he's um been going super and um he's drawn box eight which is a box that he does handle well but obviously on when you're in these big races, box eight on these two-turn tracks, it can be difficult in, to get into the race, but um, hopefully you can find a way.
2: Well, he's a speed dog, as is the other one you've got in there, Stealth, which has got the yellow in uh, the fourth heat of the Megastar. Have they been around, Dapter?
7: Yes, they have. They um, got sent up to, uh with Peter Ligugioni. They got sent up, uh, I think it was last week, last Tuesday, and they had a look around there. It may have been Friday, and um, Stealth is... He's probably the slowest trialer we've got in the kennel, but he actually—they um, had a both both had a box to box, and he um, he tried really well actually, stealth um, how he usually does. So, as you said, he's a he's a speed dog. He's known for his um his good box manners, and um he'll um put that on display on a Thursday night. And
1: obviously, the Megastar this year is one of the qualifiers for the million dollar chase series, which is underway and you guys have had a crack at the million dollar chase the last few years, haven't quite been able to knock it off but no doubt back with a vengeance this year, Postman Pat already through to the semi-finals, so uh, yeah exciting time ahead for the team
7: Yeah, it's it's been a great initiative um, by uh, Grand Racing New South Wales to um, give these kind of, you bypass through, qualifying through, going to one of the provincial circuits or you wait till Wendy Park to race in those heats to qualify through, you you can contest these big group races and um, if you even with Postman Pad, all we wanted to do, even if he couldn't win, was to run top four to get that um, exemption through to the semi. So, um, we yeah, it's been a great initiative, we think.
2: Luke, before we let you get back to that breakfast burger, which looks okay, by the way, <laughs> uh, just quickly... Uh, Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo has only had the four starts for three wins. He's probably a greyhound that New South Wales listeners would not be aware of. He makes his debut at Sandown Thursday night. He ran twenty four eighty at Shepparton. How good is he?
7: Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty quick dog, Jared. Um, we've got a we've got a really big opinion of him. So he's um, he put the, as he said twenty four eighty. He put the time on the board there at Shepparton a couple of weeks ago, and um, he's had a look around Sandown. What happens if he's run? Um, in a trial there so we've, we've got a big opinion of him but with these quick dogs, um, it's a bit like Postman Pat, you have to show that you can do it in the big races when you're pressured and don't have things go your way so it'll be a matter of um, hopefully in turn himself and being a quick dog into being a race dog and um, contesting in those big races that we believe he can be um, a force to be reckoned with in. Well it's
1: been a big week for Team Thompson obviously in the last seven days and could be another big few weeks coming up as we head interstate up to New South Wales to try and pursue some of our riches so best of luck to the team Luke and thank you for joining us this morning
7: yeah, Thank you guys
1: That was Luke Thompson there and uh, yeah Daph they've got two really good chances heading into the Megastar this Thursday night
2: They have and I suppose uh, Transponder will see him go around uh, in one of, those, uh, one of those million dollar chase seats somewhere I'm not quite sure of the format this year but uh, the Thompsons did take dogs to I think Tamora and perhaps Wagga last year to try and qualify. So they've got some good dogs but really interested to see how Tim Zoo goes on Thursday night. He's got a well he's only had the four starts and he's run super duper time. So not surprisingly the Thompson Kennel to the four again cat. We might take a short break and we are gonna catch up with Rob McCauley.
0: Skipped breakfast
4: every morning when I'm listening to you guys and the kids are in the car. And when I'm dropping them to school, you guys are on. But my daughter's cracked the sheets recently. She says, uh, "Are you going to put on the Gibbety Javity show?" What do you mean the Gibbety Javity show? She says, "That's all they do. They are Jibbity Javity on about nothing." No, I yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. her. How old is she? I'll and us take that she's cool. seven years old. Seven years you know, old. She's <laughs> spot on. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, yeah, you know what? That's probably not far off the mark. It's probably what we all listen to. I'm taking so so Gibbety Javity as a
3: compliment. What people normally say about the rubbish that comes out of my mouth, Gibbety Javity is a nice way of putting it. Yeah. The Big Sports
2: Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab.
3: Sydney's greatest racing carnival is here. Be trackside for thrilling racing, live music and the world's richest race on turf at Tab Everest. Revel in Sydney's glorious spring for fun, food and fashion. Sydney Everest Carnival, September 16 to November 11. Book now at theracers.com.au
0: Join in the fun and excitement of the Spring Racing Carnival and you could win your way to the Melbourne Cup with Ambassador Travel. With an all-inclusive trip of a lifetime for you and a friend with return economy airfares from any capital city. You'll spend five nights at the Marriott Melbourne and attend the Pre-Cup Gala Dinner at the Crown Casino. Plus, be trackside for this year's Derby Day and the Melbourne Cup. Entry is free. For more information about this not-to-be-missed experience, visit ambassadortravel.com.au.
6: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds.
1: Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. And our last guest this morning is the CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales, Rob McCauley, to have a bit of a chat about what's going on in the state. Good morning to you, Rob.
8: Good morning, Cat. How do you do?
1: I'm very well, thank you. And it must be a really exciting time for the team with the Million Dollar Chase Series kicking off tomorrow at Taree.
8: Mate, we've got a lot happening, haven't we? Yes, uh, tomorrow night, Taree, first heat for the MDC. And then, as you know, uh, 16 other race courses all over New South Wales, everywhere from Wagga to Broken Hill to Casino. It's quite fun, isn't it, watching, watching it all go around?
2: Yeah, it certainly is, Rob. And it looks like there's no real change to the format from last year. You mentioned Broken Hill. I see they've got their their heats on, on Sunday night. So it's a tremendous opportunity for those dogs down in that corner of the world, probably South Australia as well, to to maybe make it through to the next round. But there's no real change um, to what we saw last year?
8: No, it's it's substantially uh, uh, the same, Jared. But um, as you would have seen last year, you mentioned Broken Hill and uh, dogs coming up from South Australia and Victoria for that. As you saw last year, there was a um, there was a successful entrant from um, from uh, South Australia from from Victoria, I should say, that came up to Broken Hill. And it's a great day for Broken Hill, you know. Dogs coming from all yeah. over the place for that for that route into the MDC, so it's quite good. Um, we have we, we have made some fiddling around the edges um, changes, but the format is. Is pretty much the same, uh, so that's a lot of fun. There's a be a lot of competition for it. You see already that that there's a good lineup for for to tomorrow night.
1: And I think that's what makes this series is the fact that it is so uh, spread out. And you know, we go to these regional centres, and it just really makes it quite an experience more than just so a race. It's run heats and finals at Wentworth Park. It really brings the whole state and the whole country together, and it's quite compelling and it gives the trainers that live in these regional venues, uh, I guess, a little bit of confidence to say, you know what, we might have a crack and dream a little and try and race for a million dollars, Rob.
8: I, I think it does. I, I think that's right, Kat, because the competition at a local level, it brings out the very best. You know, when people are, are, um, are making a few miles to, to, uh, um, to get dogs into heat at at places where they don't normally race, it not only showcases some or brings on some excellent racing locally, but it raises the the whole standard. Um, and people are, you know, people are chasing that big goal, and and uh, everybody has the million dollars inside. It makes for a lot of fun and interest. But I do think you're right, Cat. I, I think it raises the whole standard, and it's it's not a pipe dream. Of course, um, there's plenty of people around the place who have who have. Sub thirty second dogs, and um, and they're all competitive.
2: It's a good point you make there, and, and you've touched on um, Broken Hill, Rob, but also Taree tomorrow. You, know, you you win your way through to the to the regional final there, and then you make your way into the finals, well, the semi-finals and the finals at Wentworth Park, and we know Greyhound Racing, particularly on the circle tracks. Uh, you don't need a terrible lot to go your way to, to make your way into the final. So it gives everybody an opportunity, no matter where you are training a dog, to make your way through if you've got the dog that's good enough.
8: I I think that's right, Jared. And that little bit of luck, the luck of the jump, or the luck of a, a, a of getting through the pack um, on a on a tight two turn track, it, it it provides for that the bit of chance that might not exist on a great big open one-turner.
1: Now, aside from the million-dollar chase, there's also plenty going on in New South Wales. Of course, on Sunday, we saw uh, Cessnock trial track return to to trialling, and that's going to be a welcome addition to the Hunter Valley. Um, I know trainers around here for a long time have wanted to see it back in action, so that's really great for the participants up here. And... Aside from that, we've also got uh, some updates with the tracks at Goulburn, Taree, um, Lithgow, and uh, where else did I have DAPTO. It written down Dapto? Yeah, on um, DAPTO. on the improvements that are coming along there, Rob. So, what update can you give us on those timelines and when they're expected to be underway?
8: Yep. So, Cessnock, we'll um, we're going to do some more improvements at as well. Cessnock was a it was good. There was a soft launch the week. Four and then Sunday morning, uh, I was there for the for the actual first formal day of, of recommencement of trialing. Uh, it's a great big, as you both know, it's a great big, wide grass track, um, uh, open, very open, um, and a good soft track. Uh, there was lots of young dogs there on Sunday morning, lots of enthusiasm from uh, from Lower Hunter. Valley trainers, um, so that was quite good. We're going to make some more changes to the catching pen and a few other improvements that we see now that we're up and running. Uh, and so that that track will keep getting better and better. Uh, we might even open up um, to some wider trialing times depending on what demand was, but it certainly seems that demand is strong for that. Um, the DAPTO concept plans um, have been released uh, and we're now looking We've entered into a three phase um, consultation plan. So the first stage of the consultation plan is now is community consultation. And then we move into uh, government consultation and then the pre-DA process with council. So we're really looking for right now for, um, for ideas and feedback about the best, um, the best uses of the site. Uh, what we're really looking for is additional community uses um, uses that are that that hang together well with greyhound racing. So that's the use of the inner field and other ancillary uses for the buildings. Um so we've already, for instance, Canahook and Men Shed has has expressed an interest in co-locating there with us. We hope to have a a um a gap shop front there. so all of that sort of stuff is is quite interesting and that's all underway. Um uh, uh, Lisco and Tari are both out for tender right now. Those works, I, I hope, as soon as those tenders are finalised um, in a week or so, that we will be getting under contract to uh, to redo both of those tracks. There's a lot of, as you know, there's, particularly in the Central West, uh, because of the loss of the Bathurst track during the floods. There's a lot of, of demand for um, for better track racing there and so the quicker we can get that Lithgow job done the happier I'll be so we all systems go there we are also doing um, community consultation for a full track upgrade at Wagga um, including a straight track so those again those concept plans have been released and uh, we're looking for as much feedback as we can get on them um, Tari, I very much hope that we'll be breaking ground up there in the, next, uh, in the next month or so. So that's very exciting. People have been waiting, waiting for that with bated breath.
5: Rob, as
2: we say goodbye to you today, there's plenty of good things going on in and Racing, so we really appreciate that update. And, of course, the Million Dollar Chase, well, that's a headline act of its own for the next, uh, what, 45, 46 days. So thanks for your time and this morning. Look forward to catching up with you in the coming weeks, Rob, and, and get an update on what you've updated us on today. Thanks, Jared and Cat. And don't forget the Megastar, it's Thursday week. Oh, how could I forget that? That's the race I won last year. I was a (laughs) share in Good Odds Emma. Unfortunately, she broke down last week. But anyway, yeah, the Megastar heats on Thursday night. Thanks, Rob. Thank you both very much. Have a great day. Bye. Okay. There is plenty going on, Kat, isn't there?
1: There is, and we've chewed a little bit over time. So uh, I think uh, we've got look.
2: Dave Stanley ate 15 minutes into our time, so I think it's only fair that we chew into some of his, but uh, you're right. But we did get. Geez,
3: you're always into me, into
2: You're an easy target, Dave. Very anyway, easy. Anyway, we got through a lot this morning, uh, in particular that last bit, because I know our industry participants are really keen to know what's going on with some of those tracks like Cessnock, Lithgow, Dapdo, etc., So it was good that we could get Rob McCauley on and go through um, what else is coming up. Busy day coming up, uh, or busy week coming up in Greyhound Racing, as Kat said. We'll finish that show. Good luck with your Greyhounds tomorrow, Kat, at uh, Taree. Of course, uh, didn't touch on another big win by Nangar Jim last night at Maitland. He ran the hands off the clock there.